I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready too, tough guy. It's Big Will, hey. <laughs> a.k.a. Uncle Buck, coming in hot on the Heavy Hole Podcast. My co-host tonight, uh, my bandmate, my friend, Terrell Granham. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great on this lovely Friday. Choo-choo. Yeah, you hear that? You hear that in the background? <laughs> there, there, there comes down the rail. I was, just, I was reviewing uh, one of our recent episodes with um, uh, Jose Chewy. Correa of Organic, uh, formerly Organic Infest. We had him on a while back, and I heard that train bright and loud in the background. We're just going to leave it in. That's part of the show now. I don't care. That's part of my podcast studio is the, the Long Island Railroad. Um, Terrell, how you doing, though? I'm good. As Bill O'Reilly said, we'll do it live. Doing great <laughs> on a Friday. <laughs> you mad, Bill? You mad, Bill? <laughs> you remember that? Cameron and uh, Damon Dash on, oh, on yeah, Bill O'Reilly that. back in the day? Oh, man. That That's was... legendary. That's oh, Let's not even get into OG memes, right? Because Cameron was a meme before memes were huge like they are now. The, the pink yeah, minks. That, you mad. The pink mink era. Yeah, you mad, Bill? That I want that moment on this podcast one day. I don't even know who the guest would be, man, but we'll see. We'll see. They would be, they would be saying that to me, too. So I, that might be treacherous territory. Um, speaking of treacherous territory, though, just for the listeners, right off the, right off the, the, the drop, right off the top, uh, if you're listening to this early bird listeners, the early bird guest of the worm, you still have time. Amityville Musical tonight. Legends in the game, uh, what thirty years? Pl- mortician, Mor- mortician. That's like worldwide. Come you on. go, you go worldwide. You go global. You go anywhere in the death metal community. You say mortician, mortician mm-hmm. in, and we're mortician in Amityville. You say you go anywhere exactly. in the world. There's one town on Long Island. Well, there's probably a few towns on Long Island for different reasons, but there's the people know the Hamptons, you know. But like, there's there's one town on Long Island that the horror community Amityville. All right, you got Mortician in Amityville tonight, March the third. Um, I just want to be there. In in the illustrious words of one of my favorite rappers, A Z, um, another one of my favorite people from Brooklyn, you, sir Terrell, are gonna be there with your Hell band yeah. Thetis. Uh, Thetis uh, on the bill as well as uh, Afterbirth and Bowel Erosion. It's like a, it's like an episode. It's like if our crew of musicians was like a sitcom, and like this is the Mortician episode because everyone's gonna be there. It's gonna be great. Yeah, this is Slamfeld. Yeah, it's like Friends. The crew opens up for Mortician. You know, that's the name of the episode. But uh, but uh, no, it's not like Friends. I'm sorry, Will Raymer. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, but yeah, you still have time to catch it if you're listening to this when the episode drives. If you're listening to this the next day or after or whatever, just like, you know, we could probably look it up on YouTube or something. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that, Terrell. I'm going to see you there tonight, even though we're recording, we're kind of pre-gaming this tonight. Um, what's up with Thetis? What's going on? You know, uh, well, we're, we're still gearing up for, um, album two. We're probably mm-hmm. demoing that soon. We don't get to practice that often, so, uh... You know, next practice is just focusing on getting ready for the show, busting out some album two songs too. Mm. But yeah, it's it's been going good. All right, good to hear, man. Yeah, you know, we talk we talk reek talk a lot, man. But sometimes I don't always get the I gotta get the behind the scenes on Thetis, man. Um, Afterbirth, we're gonna be going into the studio this spring. We might be playing a few of the old, uh, the, the, well, a few of the new songs, few of the old songs. We'll see what happens, man. Um, 
Uh, but that, that's that's that and another one, man. I got a very important interview tonight, man. We talked about global. We talked about worldwide. We talked about death metal veterans, legends in the game. I got a band that's been going on for 20-plus years now playing brutal death metal. Um, we talked about a lot of New York brutal death metal bands just now in this past uh, conversation. This band isn't from New York, but their soundscape might trick you. I'm talking about none other than Flesh Gore from the Ukraine. Let's get him on the horn because I'm able to speak to Ed, Igor, and Mikhail right now. Uh, very grateful and honored to have them on this platform. This is the Heavy Hole Podcast, and this is Big Will. I'm here with Ed, Igor, and Mikkel from Fleshgore of Ukraine, a long-running brutal death metal band. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Thank you, Will. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys being here. Um, lots to talk about, and you guys have a long-running career with many albums. So just to start off, I would like to go around to each of you guys um, and maybe maybe we start with uh, uh, Igor, because I see you in front of me right now. Uh, are there musicians in your family um, or or maybe anyone who guided you into hard rock and heavy metal music uh, as a child? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I uh, started to learn guitar, maybe because my uh, brother played on guitar and... Uh, I saw his uh, level, his skill of playing, and uh, I started learning guitar too. And uh, later, I found uh, heavy metal bands, uh, real metal. I started to learn Metallica songs, player songs, and terror songs. Uh, then and I uh, found uh, more death metal bands, uh, Morbid Angel, Campbell Corpse. Uh, a lot of, and uh, after this, I started to find any people who can uh, play with me together in one band and play something like this. And uh, uh, I think it was a time when started Ben Flashgold. When you were um, when you were a young man, was it easy to obtain underground death metal? Were there record stores? Uh, and did these big touring bands come through and perform in your area? Oh, when I was young, um, here, here, here was not uh, any internet, and uh, we just tried to find any music on uh, um, metal shops and uh, try to find uh, it on cassettes, on CDs. Yeah. And uh, uh, and reco recording uh, each other uh, tape on tape or CD on tapes and uh, listening uh, everything what we can find. So it was uh, uh, really 
in other times, not like today. Yeah, a, a lot harder to to um to to get tapes and CDs back then. And could you please tell me about your very first guitar? Oh, my first guitar was a handmade guitar. I my, my I buy it. I bought it uh, on my uh, from my friend in uh, in university, in university when uh, where I started, and um, he offered me. Uh, uh, electric guitar. I check it and uh, just uh, just um, um, buy it uh, just for fun for the first time. And uh, later, when I started a lot of playing the metal, I understand that I need more professional guitar, and I uh, try to find something better, and I found. Um, Jackson, uh, made in Japan guitar, and I think it was my first uh, really nice guitar. Mm. Yeah, people people love those Jacksons. Um, okay, th uh, thank you, Igor. And just to switch gears to your bandmates, I would like to ask the same question to uh, Ed. Um, Ed, are there musicians in your family or anyone who steered you towards hard rock and heavy metal music? <clears throat> and I would also ask you, um, are you from a different generation than, than Igor growing up, and was it easier to get metal when you were growing up? Yeah, I, yes, I'm a little bit younger than Igor, but um, I grew up in the same generation with my um, older friends than me. Uh, who listen uh, the heavy metal music and thrash metal and next death metal? Uh, well, first, uh, I interested very very uh, got my first big uh, emotional experience with uh, heavy metal music when I find uh, on from my father's. Uh, vinyls uh, vinyl collection i find uh, the iron maiden uh, the power slave uh, this uh, album blow my mind and i uh i wish to do something like not not just listen uh, but do something like that i really i don't know why i just pay my attention on drums and I really like like how it sounds how, how drums it sounds and how you how should you uh interpret yourself on that uh, instrument it was just interesting for me so I just decided to learn the, that instrument my first drums was cheap uh, drum set I don't know no name drum set. Uh, it, it was with me not long time, and first uh, uh, more uh, okay, kind of old school drum set. But it, it was I don't know. Uh, there is no some what someone in the United States uh, uh, like Amati Amati drums. <laughs> it, it was one hundred bucks in a drum set. <laughs> Uh, so it, it was a uh, huge uh, money for me, like when I uh, I was uh, just uh, not student uh, of people in, at school. 
but and then I just uh, grow up uh, like a metal fan, listen lots of music, every kind of music, heavy metal, thrash metal, Slayer and Iron Maiden. There was that Slayer and Maiden. It was my first the favorite bands. After then, I find for myself uh, Cannibal Corpse, Suffocation, and go and to wish to play death metal but when i first start drumming in in my first band i really doesn't know that i want to to play death metal i just want to play drums i i, I just want to be like uh, i don't know uh, dave lombardo nika mcbrennan so uh but uh the older friends of me invite me in my first band, Eternal Coma. Uh, and it, it was a band stylistically sounds like uh, early cannibals, uh, maybe Six Feet Under, something not uh, something easy, not really technical. But uh, then I. Uh, change uh, after three years of that band we we haven't uh, lots of concerts and even we don't have a um, uh, rec recording after three years of playing just playing having fun and teach something teach listen to lots of music new bands like uh dine feeders uh, was more than at, at the early uh, the thousands uh, in our region, uh, Nile, and so on. And after I formed my my own first band named Flash Reaper, uh, with ex members of previous band Journal Coma, and we starting do start to doing something more technical uh, than we played before. Uh, I don't know. We make some two or three demos uh first first yes there was two, three demos first two demos i just uh how how it to say don't uh, record my drums but uh like use the drum machine okay okay because we don't have uh, resources for normal recording and then the second uh the third and the last uh, uh, demo or maybe EP, four song EP for the Flash Reaper was recorded on real studio uh, on drums uh, with um, my future band, uh, our friendly band uh, on that time, uh, Datura. And uh, we record our. Uh, EP on on their studio. After that, they uh, started looking at me like a an interesting drummer, and uh, they had a problem, some problems with their drummer at, at that time, and they just asked me to play with them. With so I I grow up from band to band. Mm -hmm. The tour for me there was first uh, real uh, big experience and uh, uh, I was 
I, I played with them since 2006 to, to, to 2014, I think, before, before uh, uh, war on, on Donbass region was started and I go from Donetsk to Kiev and then I find Flash Gore, Igor called me oh, from that big period with Datura, I was formed like a well-known drummer in our, um, uh, how, how to say, to solve <laughs> uh, uh, Michele, please help me how to say our community. Yes, community. I remember that word. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, so, some guys from metal Ukrainian metal community knows me as a, a drummer who can play some blast beats, double bass, and uh, this metal in this metal stuff. So Igor uh, asked me to join Flash Gore in uh, 2000 at the end of 2017. Yes. Uh, and uh, after uh, after that. Uh, we start working together. Uh, our first show was uh, the first uh, the show with uh, Napalm Death in Kiev. It was crazy for me. It's a great first it show. Play, yeah, it play it play before band which I was growing up uh, on their their songs. It was cra crazy experience. And after that with what my first uh, couple of months in flash gore we prepare very really fast for the uh, learning program uh, learning and record couple of new songs for the uh, ep godless and go into the tour with internal bleeding it was a huge uh, unbelievable experience for me after that tour with internal bleeding i feeling myself and guys from the flash gore eager as well uh is that we want to play something in new york style because when we saw I, I don't know when you saw like internal bleeding um, make their show you just wanna slam this with that band in yeah he, when you you can hear it and look at that it, you wish to be i don't know like similar but do something like that the be so groovy it's interesting it's because bef before before the flash gore and that experience with touring with internal breathing, I played only a different style of this metal. It was uh, not so groovy, not New York style. It was uh, kind like uh, sounds like early bits of flash, lots of blast beat, uh, and more chaotic music. But uh, after 
lots of years of plan like that i choose for myself the next step was you know, started to be interesting for me to play something more groovy more hardcore death metal style stylistically like uh, more new york style so yeah I, I well I'm I'm glad you, I'm glad you you told the story about internal bleeding uh playing an influence for the band um you're talking about Carnival of Flesh the 2022 album on extreme music I was listening to that and I thought I did you know I I'm I'm from Long Island New York right here I grew internal bleeding I was watching as a, you know when I was a teenager looking up to them and pyrexia and suffocation and dehumanized all these I was very fortunate to see these bands over the years and Carnival of Flesh there's an unmistakable New York um uh attitude I think in in some of the songwriting and and some of the flavor of death metal whereas denial of the scriptures um Denial of the Scriptures, your full length from 2016 on Extreme Music, uh, was, was like you say, a little bit more technical, maybe a little bit more in the realm of bands like Deeds of Flesh and Morbid Angel and that sort of thing. So you kind of just explained all that right there, why, why the, um, the the style uh, shift a little bit. Igor, can you explain? Please. I think it's a big influence of bands... Uh, uh, which we played together on tour, and uh, uh, also we used uh, some uh, kind of uh, musical elements of New York style in the previous albums too. But uh, on the last record, Carnival of Flesh, uh, we tried to use it more often, and uh, uh, maybe. I'm sorry. Can maybe... I say? Just we, we huh? I, I think you can, I think you agree with me. We go to that sound for that material, for the Carnival of Flesh, uh, to sound like New York style, uh, consciously. Uh, just, it was like our main goal to sound like that on that album. Yes, it was uh, maybe the main thing of uh, the musical identity of uh, new album yeah i i really enjoyed it for for that reason and um not to say it's a copy you still have a very distinct identity and you guys also like you say even going back very far to um may god strike me dead uh killing absorption there's always been a lot of brutality in flesh gore not to say that this is the first brutal album but there is a, a very certain kind of new york influence there um I, I i just encourage the listeners to check that out and um quickly though Mikel, i didn't forget about you thank you for being patient i wanted to ask you the same question if you are from a family with musicians or there was anyone no who encouraged you to get into um metal growing up nobody in my family play music all my components of my family are very, very huge fan of music. My dad and my mom are... We lost Michele. Yeah. Internet problems, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he, he has a... He's connected. Okay. Sorry, but connection uh, is a little awful here, sorry. Yeah, yeah and, no, no problem. No uh, problem. I, st I start listening to heavy metal music uh, thanks to my... Um, to, to my friend 
because uh, I was the younger boy of uh, uh, this, uh, this uh, group of guys, and one guy I have it with uh, MC mixed with a uh, mixed cassette with a lot of uh, bands uh, from the 80s, uh, like uh, Venom, Mikel, I, uh, Mikel, I'm sorry. We're still, <clears throat> we're, we still don't have a, a good audio feed. You're, you're breaking up. Oh. Could, could, could we, could we try to? If you look on the, on the, on the menu, there's a, a button that says stop video. Um, where we can stop video. Yeah, maybe it's better. So sometimes that makes that that makes the audio feed a little bit more clear. Hmm. That's right. <clears throat> no. You still with us, Mikael? No, no. Mikel is not with us. Okay. Uh, I think that he has, he, he probably has a... Me and Igor. And, ah, once again, I, I saw them. I, I saw him. He's back. Okay. We'll give him a minute. Uh, oh. Can you hear me? Yeah. It's better now. I, I think it is better now, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I changed, uh, I stopped Wi-Fi and I put uh, in a hotspot with telephone. Okay. So I hope. And I started listening heavy metal music uh, from this MC. And uh, uh, then I grew up uh, uh, checking on uh, uh, television and uh, uh, following uh, uh fanzine magazine uh, paper magazines and uh, i discovered the award of extreme metal music i started listening to suffocation uh, malevolent creation uh, also black metal grindcore and a lot of uh, other type of uh, extreme metal uh, in uh, 1997 i start uh, singing i start i joined my first band it was a funny history because I was yelling uh, to some of uh, my friends and uh, another boy that I don't know who was arrived and say, hey, guy, you have a good voice. <laughs> Did you ever think to, to start singing uh, in uh, a death metal band? I say, why don't? Let, let, let's try. It was my first band. It was called Primordial Chaos. And uh, we played for around two years and we have just a... Uh, I believe a known demo recorded somewhere. And uh, then this, uh, this band split because uh, uh, our drummer have a different idea of, uh, of music business. He said, I don't want to play something brutal. I need something that uh, give me some, uh, some cash back because uh, he, uh, he was diploma, uh, with a diploma in uh, modern, uh, uh, modern Music Academy. And they say just business for 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 free for him. Uh, I stayed uh, for four years out of the metal scene. That uh, I found another band. 
it was uh, a very ironic, uh, I would say, um, uh, rock and roll uh, type of music. It was like uh, a punk song of Bloodduster. I don't know if you know this band. Yes. We are from, uh, they are absolutely funny. And uh, this was my, I'd say, uh, rock, second, second rock it up in the uh, uh, music scene. Then I found, I started my personal old school death metal project. It's called Zordike. Uh, I started with another grindcore band called the Corporation Consumption. And it was a very long period of, uh, I would say, uh, stakhanovistic period for me. Uh, I, maybe for five, six years, I have uh, four bands. I played with uh, all of them. I recorded a free album with Zone Dyke, uh, one demo and uh, one full EP with Corporation Consumption, one more with uh, another project, uh, brutal, uh, brutal death metal project called Mephitic Prolification. Uh, it was extreme uh, uh, busy period for me. Then, uh, you know, all good things have an end uh, for uh, internal discussion. Uh, Zone Dyke split it up. And uh, Evil to Devil, the other um, ironic uh, rock and roll uh, rock and roll band, split. And uh, I found uh, uh, I f- with uh, my old friend from Promoted Chaos, uh, we give birth to Detonation Boulevard. Detonation Boulevard is uh, a stone. Why I am playing now in uh, in Flash Gore? Because uh, I met my, my wife during a uh, uh, tour in Ukraine. And uh, I stay. I stay in. I start living in Ukraine uh, since uh, uh, 2019. So then I meet uh, uh, during a concert in Volume Club in Kiev. I was. I, I don't remember if it was so Zofagus or other band, uh, but uh, another good band playing uh, in uh, Volume Club. I I meet a, a common friend that is uh, Sasha Polyakov. The guy is Noven, is a, a vocalist of uh, Statist. We spoke a little together, and uh, I told him clearly that I miss a lot to about music and say, don't worry, uh, I can help you, just have patience. Uh, then one day I read a message in uh, a messenger from Ed asking me, hey, we know you are uh, here in Kiev. Please uh, let me know if you are interested in the playing Flash Gore. I say absolutely yes because I know I know the band. Uh, uh, and another common friend gave me some CDs, and uh, for me it was incredible because I know Flash Gore were absolutely an amazing band. Uh, first uh, free song I learned in uh, maybe less of, a new, of one week, and we have the first first rehearsal together with uh, Igor and Ed. In um, in uh, together, we say, "Okay, boy, you are the one we are searching for," and we start all together. It was incredible because I heard uh, Flash Gore before of previous album, and with new materials for me, it was absolutely wow! So fresh material, so fresh influence, so good, so good. Not static, uh, not. Uh, uh, Common death metal you can hear everywhere. Uh, Flesh Gore have their taste, have their flavor. 
and uh, this make me crazy and I go deeply, deeply, deeply with them and uh, I fall in love with them. Easy. <laughs> okay, and, and Mikael, um, let, let me, I apologize if I missed it, but you said that you, you're not originally from the Ukraine, you moved there when you met your wife. Yes, I'm Italian. I, okay. come, I am Italian. And uh, now, unfortunately, because of war, I am back in Italy. Because uh, uh, 1st of March, uh, uh, free missiles uh, uh, strike our television uh, tower in Kiev. And uh, we decided that we have, uh, a, we have a family with a young, uh, young, young daughter and a granny. And uh, we decided to maybe for a period to come back in Italy. So for the moment, I am in Italy, and uh, but I hope this uh, this war will uh, will end soon, uh, so I can come back in Kiev. Okay, yeah, and and um, you know, up till now, I I was trying to get a little bit of background from you guys and the band, uh, but Mikel and Ed, you've both brought up how the the ongoing war on your country has affected your involvement with the band. Ed, if I got it right, you actually moved. Uh, you relocated uh, as a result of the of the the beginning of the war in 2014, and that's how you come to the to the region where you're part of Flesh Gore. Yes, yes, I, I was relocated uh, from the Donetsk. Uh, uh, it's a Don, uh, city center of the Donbas region, uh, where the uh, first uh, what we have have. What we, uh, what's going now in Ukraine? We mostly named that like a full force invasion, but war was starting years, eight years ago, almost nine. Uh, so yes, I was relocated to Kiev, uh, and uh, my previous band was like split up uh it, it's just some, some half of the band uh, stay at donetsk and uh, is uh, that's sorry i continue to name the tour and i was uh, uh our guitarist, uh, second guitarist, uh, from, uh, we leave uh, Donetsk and try to do something like we played before with Atura. The same material, the same stylistically, the same, but renamed like a Tsikh, but we, can, uh, we can't uh, to, uh, uh, be all in in that process because of uh, work problems with work families and hard to uh, uh, touring a lot because uh, um, we, uh, we there was problems for us to make a full lineup with bass player we can we try one guy, next guy, and it it was not easy times. And uh, after, uh, sometimes I, I I actually removed on in Kiev 
I live sometime in Kiev. Then I go more eastern and relocate to Melnitsky uh, and uh, live like on two cities before Melnitsky and Kiev. And I actually now I I was back and from Kiev to Khmelnytsky and uh, vice versa. And now I again in Khmelnytsky, but flash go uh, located in Kiev. So I just uh, uh, the same live on two cities, uh, going for the rehearsals to my guys uh, to Kiev and uh, practice by myself here in Polnitsky. It's not easy, but uh, for me, uh, why I end with my old previous band and choose the Flash Girl, just because uh, the core of the Flash Girl, it's eager. It's uh, all everything about Flash Girl go goes around from around eager. He is like a godfather, I don't know, of Flash Girl. He's a, uh, it, 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 actually his band is uh, only one uh, original man from, from the first uh, lineup and uh, through all that time. Now we ha have uh, back uh, to the band uh, one uh, another guitarist, the second guitarist the, from the first lineup from first Gore, Sergey said. Yes. Uh, so, but uh, one I want to say about Flash Gore and Igor's activity. Uh, but I saw that Flash Gore always try, not, never stop, never stop. Lineup changes stylistically. Some change. Uh, it's Igor never uh, stopped. Uh, always trying to do something. And new albums, releases, merch, and uh, touring as well. So I ch uh, choose for myself. It's better for me, uh, like uh, be in in music and do what I love, playing drums with uh, the death metal band. So. I concentrate myself on flash gore and so stars, I don't know, it's just facts, uh, um, I don't know, it's easy, <laughs> for me it's easy to explain my thoughts on English, so um, universe made like make us together all that is bad bad it's, bad. Called, uh -huh. it's called destiny my friend it's called destiny <laughs> destiny yeah <laughs> maybe maybe yep. playing wow. this board is my destiny when i try uh, uh the first rehearsals with igor for me was necessarily to be uh, not just a drummer who play what they tell to play no for me it's uh more necessary to be a whole part of the band and uh <clears throat> trying to do something when with another uh, band members uh 
not just learning the material, but uh, um, write the material, make uh, structures, for forms for the song and working together. And Igor is a good partner with that easy to work together to uh, have uh, the similar ideas and similar uh, seeing of that. Yes. Yeah, so, so, uh, sorry for my English. No, no, not at all. I understand. A similar idea, a similar way of seeing things. It makes perfect yes, sense. Similar way of seeing, yeah. Everything you're saying makes sense. Um, and because, uh, yeah, like, like I've said, I've been doing the research and taking notes. Obviously, Igor, you have been um, a, a stable member of the band for over 20 years now. Uh, and as Ed says, you were kind of the godfather figure. Um, I see, you know, I, I, like I say, I'm from Long Island here. I see uh, Chris Basile of Pyrexia, Chris Prevelis of Internal Bleeding, Terrence Hobbs of Suffocation. Very often there's one person, John Gallagher of Dying Fetus. Very often there's one person who keeps the band going through the years. Um, Igor, if you could, I wanted to get a little bit of your reflection now. Having spent 20 years with this group, you've seen a lot of members come and go. You've recorded a lot of recordings. Um, what? First of all, maybe you could take us back. What was it like starting Flesh Gore? What was the climate for underground death metal in your area in the year 2000? And how has that changed? Was it easy to perform live? Uh, was it easy to tour and, and to come and go from Ukraine? And has any of that changed? Uh, I think uh, the main reason was great. Uh, uh, the flash gore. It was um, um, I wanted to play this this kind of music, only this kind of music. I wanted to play brutal death metal. I liked uh, a lot of um, American bands uh, who played uh, this kind of music. And uh, mm, this twenty years, uh, I still want to play this kind of music <laughs> and don't want to play anything else because um, it's just not really interested for me i really in this style so this is i think it's the main reason have have you ever i i'm not i'm not as familiar with the metal scene in ukraine but um, has there ever been a time where maybe black metal was more popular or different types of death metal were, po were popular? What I'm getting at, has Flesh Gore ever felt rejection from Ukrainian metalheads for being more of an American-style brutal band rather than black metal or something? Uh, for me, the popularity of one uh, style is not so important. Uh, maybe black metal can be more popular uh, sometimes, or another style, metalcore or deathcore or another project, another style. Um, for me, um, it's not so important. I play music what I want, and that's all. Fair enough. And on that note, I do want to ask you. Um, you know, as I said, you you have 
Uh, Denial of the Scriptures in 2016, a very brutal technical death metal album. Um, and even before that, Intrauterine Dilemmas, Killing Absorption, very brutal death metal albums. But in 2012, you did put out Defiance to Evil, which had a different sound, uh, a little bit of a different style. I just wanted to ask you about that. Yes. Uh, it was only one album when we played a little bit in other different music. And uh, uh, that was the period when uh, I have um, musicians in the band who uh, wanted to play a little bit another. Uh, not really brutal death metal, but with brutal death metal elements, but um, also with... Um, Hardcore, maybe elements, maybe melodic, some uh, lines, and uh, um, uh, maybe somewhere like Lamb of God, Spencer uh, uh, elements. And um, that was a very big in influence of another member of the band. But uh, later, um, uh, we started to play. Uh, Brutal death metal again because we changed lineup and uh, the new members uh, was uh, the same ideas like like me and uh, we started to play brutal death metal again. So it was only one period of the band, maybe a few years when we played a little bit another different music, but it was uh, only because uh, other members wanted to add something. Uh, different yeah and, and again not to say it's a bad album i enjoyed it um some parts even reminded me a little bit of biohazard uh some of that kind of 90s 90s crunch but um moving on you know, i i i've seen on your social media uh lately you guys were able to successfully complete a tour um of uh latvia if I got it right, Lithuania, Poland, and Germany earlier this year. Um, I wanted to know if maybe you could tell us a little bit that I saw on your social media that you actually, that, that I guess you could say um, adult men are not able to travel in and out of Ukraine because of the war situation and you had to get special permission? Yes, we made a special permission from the uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, Minister of Culture because uh, the men can cross the border uh, just for fun or just for uh, any uh, work or any reasons uh, because it's closed for every man uh, who from 16 till maybe 17. And uh, uh, for this, we made special permissions. We asked it to try us uh, to play a tool and uh, the terms and uh, uh, it was approved and uh, we played so yes and i see also that the um uh, the proceeds uh the money that that you were able to raise on this tour was actually used to to buy equipment for uh ukraine military battalions yeah yes we spent all uh, profit from uh, merch sales and uh, tour tour uh, and buy uh, what we buy it? We buy it. We buy uh, thermal, thermal uh, monocular. It's uh, not cheap uh, thing, and uh, 
the guys from the front was very happy about it. Yeah. Very, very important tactical scene. Uh, well, is this is this like some sort of like um, uh, heat heat vision, th- thermal, like a, like to, to see people and, and that sort of thing, like a tracking type of? It's a ter- thermal vision monocular. Thermal vision, okay. And, uh, you, uh, thermal vision. Okay, I, that's I had obvious applications. Then. Okay, um, that very very interesting and and obviously serious. Um. Now, respectfully, I would also ask, having Flesh Gore been around for so many years, you've had a lot of members in and out of the band. Are there ex-members of Flesh Gore or ex-bandmates of yours in other projects that are serving in the military on the front lines? Uh, I need to think about... Uh, I have a lot of friends. But from uh, our members, I don't know, maybe nobody. But I have a lot of friends who are on the front right now. Fair, fair enough. Maybe I should have said uh, just friends or, or, you know, members of your extended network. Yeah. Yes, uh, friendly uh, members from friendly band, from the metal community, uh, from just just our friends from the job. I have a lot of friends on the front here right now. And and another thing, coming from the underground metal perspective, I, I wanted to ask, has this affected your ability to rehearse? Um, you, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I think of myself, I'm very fortunate here in the States, I get together and I drive to the studio with my friends every week. You guys are obviously un, under a, a state of heightened alert and you still manage to get together and rehearse and make yourself able to go out and perform these shows. What is that like? Uh, we need to maybe several days before the tour or before the gig and uh, rehearse all songs, uh, make it uh, really hard work with it. And uh, usually we're ready because we, everybody uh, play at home and uh, practicing uh, Texas and- <clears throat> Separately. Maybe not, but often, yeah. Separately, but often. Yes. As for me, for example, I play, I I have click tracks with guitar parts, and I just use my in-ear monitoring and just rehearse with the click track. And uh, as well, uh, guys in Kiev rehearse without me, just with the drum recording parts uh, and uh, as Igor said uh, right before the show or right before the tour and uh, right before the tour we meet together for, for uh, seven, uh, two or three three days before the show for example uh, to rehearse to mix it up together to to feel each other and but uh thing it's we need to send just our experience because we uh plan we uh a long time in, in that deal <laughs> in in playing music just only 
because we ha- had that experience. Uh, yes, we used to, when we was younger, with, for for example, for me with my previous bands and for Igor with another Flash Gordon lineups, we played uh, more often, uh, like uh, minimum three times on a week. Sometimes there, there was times when we played every day when we was younger, much younger. So, and we got all that experience for have to opportunity and ability to play rehearse separately most mostly all the time and mm-hmm. just a couple of rehearsals uh, together before the show or tour so yeah, because so so because you guys practice separately and you're you're all very experienced at what you do it's not that difficult to be tight for the show um, and I appreciate you speaking about that. I'd seen you you shared on your social media, and it's it's obviously something that that the listeners um, are 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 going to want to ask want want me to ask about, want to know about in the course of this interview. And I'll leave it up to you guys going forward. Um, but the last thing I want to bring up, just to clarify, I have to, I always uh, credit my research. I know you did an interview in uh, metalerium.com and also Aristocracia six dot wordpress.com aristocracia and that that interviewer was very forward about whether or not the war in your country has affected the lyrics of the band and just to paraphrase what you said was that uh your lyrics are not necessarily reflecting the the war but but just greater problems in all of society is that am i correct in, in inferring that yes absolutely that's right and uh i i think Michele can uh, explain about lyrics more on actually about uh, Carnival of Flesh album because uh, lots of lyrics uh, uh, was wrote in wrote it by Michele. Yes, uh, it was a uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, info. Half of uh, the lyrics uh, were written by Ruslan the other vocals and bass player and the half I wrote uh, from from my hand. Uh, I found uh, extremely deep uh, Ruslan uh, lyrics. Uh, for example, uh, uh, in human existence is uh, a metaphor of uh, uh, Animal Farm from uh, George Orwell. It's incredible uh, how Ruslan can go deep and explain uh, how uh, concept deep concepts in uh, uh, these brutal lyrics uh, my lyrics uh, in the beginning i didn't understood uh, deeply uh, what flesh gore uh, concept was about uh, i asked i deep work with igor for understand the meaning what you want from me from my lyrics for example uh, first uh, lyrics in a carnival of flesh uh, song in um, Adastra and uh, in Buri Truth are more, uh, I would say, um, abstract ideas. The other, for example, uh, this total lights is uh, uh, more precise, more deep, and I start uh, uh, investigating about uh, human souls, about human action. Uh, for example, uh, uh, Carnival at, at the Carnival of Flesh 
um, come from uh, a serial. I don't know if you know The Purge. Is a serial of films uh, and uh, and uh, a, a mini serial. When for uh, uh, twelve hours each year, you can uh, commit all crime. Oh yeah, yeah. The, in, the, the, uh, the Purge movies. Yes, yes. The Purge. Yes. yes. They they made also a little serial, and uh, it was uh, a stage when uh, you can go inside this um, this building and you can buy your victim. So for me, it was, uh, and then you can choose a open room and kill in front of, of everybody. So it was the carnival of flesh when uh, everything is funny, but uh, the result is cruel and bloody. So this is just an example. Uh, Adastra, for example, uh, is another example of people that have to escape from their own country because uh, uh, there is some uh, state of um, um, hate, some uh, problem, economic problem, some war. And uh, uh, I was uh, thinking about it last days because uh, uh, this happened to a lot of Ukrainians and uh, a lot of people in the world. Uh, it was not intended to be a foreshadowing of uh, the situation, but uh, you know, with after afterthoughts, you you imagine what you what you wrote is now became reality. So I have to escape from my Kiev because I love Ukraine. I I am I I was three years in Ukraine, and uh, for me it was a big trauma to come back in Italy because I left everything that I loved, my friends and everything that uh, I constructed in three years. So. Well, well, I appreciate you sharing that, man. I'm very sorry for, for to hear that. Um, uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting to know that, 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 it, that it makes it in the lyrics in that, in that way. Um, with that being said now, with, uh, especially with, with what you just said, uh, I normally will ask the band, what are the plans for the future? What are the the immediate plans? Are you working on new material? Obviously, that question has a, has a different different context here with 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 um, Mikhail, with you having you know moved back to Italy and uh, a little you know the uncertainty in the air. So I'll just I'll just hand it over to you guys. What are the plans? Are you planning on maybe doing other tours like the ones you did, uh, like the one you did earlier this year? Are you working on new material? Anything like that? I think uh, we will start making new material with uh, our uh, another original member of that, and uh, which, uh, he just joined us again. And um, for Kennel Flash, he he not recorded any parts on it, but uh, we want to do it on the next material. And uh, really can't wait to start to do it again. So um, our plans is uh, yes, make uh, new material, and also we want to promote really well um, Carnival Flash, and uh, maybe play some uh, concerts, maybe festivals this year too. And uh, we'll see what we can do. I don't know. Yeah, um, and, and uh, at this point, I'll, I'll I will go around. I always conclude the interviews 
by asking each person to recommend one older and one newer album uh, by any artist you like, metal or otherwise. And then, and then after that, obviously, I'll give you the opportunity to say anything you like to the listeners and, and promote anything. But if you guys could take a turn and just recommend one older album and one newer album that you personally really enjoy, it could be metal or any type of music. Oh, for me, you know, the older album maybe Cannibal Corpse Stomp of the Mutilated. It's a really, real classic and yeah. uh, maximum brutality for that times. Yeah, yeah. The, the new album. Um, I need to think because I don't know right now. Uh, maybe other guys uh, say something. I I will think about it. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. No problem. No problem. I have some thoughts about about that. Uh, as about the old uh, album, uh, I really love to. Suffocation, Effigy of the Forgotten. Wow. Because wow. I think uh, every song on that album, it's uh, like a, a hit. It's like um, every song. No, no song of that album that doesn't lose. Every song is like hit for me uh and uh i don't know what about i think uh eager maybe disagree with me but i like is uh last me sugar huh. it's what? it's different style yes it, it's different sound but i uh, it's interesting it, I, I always was a big fan uh, of Meshuga and still, yes, uh, they they different from their earliest uh, works, but it's so it sounds so solid and uh, I don't know how how to explain, but it's just uh. uh, uh I don't know. In, in, it's the right word. Admire, admires me. Yes, it, it, it's it deep me in the different world. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's love, it, love, it's love, love, love me with sugar. I don't know why. I I, I, I don't uh, sure that I can play like that. <laughs> It's it's uh, more polyrhythmic stuff and yes, it's interesting. It's interesting to learn and make something. Yes, it's not pleasure style, but interesting to listen. But about old school times, as I said, suffocation effigy. It's the top one, top of the. I, yeah, I'm. I have to be very proud to to come from uh, uh, Long Island, New York, just just because uh, uh, Suffocation is from the area. I grew up looking up to them, and 
it's just funny because um you know here here we are you you guys are from Ukraine the other day I interviewed um uh Chewy from the band Organic formerly Organic Infest uh from Puerto Rico and he he, he and he his his old school album was Effigy of the Forgotten and it's come up a lot on the podcast all over the world this album has spread out and influenced so many people suffocation really um, I, I get you can't say they're under underrated because people do give them the respect they deserve, man. But but such an influential band, uh, and I love I love hearing that come up all over the world. It's it's spread, um, and and with 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 Meshuga, I I think I understand. I'm I'm not a huge Meshuga fan, but I respect it, and I I think maybe for drummers in particular, there you know I could understand why a drummer in particular would would get a lot out of Meshuga because there's so the polyrhythmic thing. It's it's pretty amazing what they do, you know. Even if it's not something I would I would normally listen to when I'm driving my car or something, it's very interesting music, and I, I respect it a lot. Um, uh, that that being said, um, uh, Michelle, would you like to Mikel, would you like to give your um older and newer uh, recommendation? Yeah, for uh, old album, sorry, is my favorite is Autopsy Mental Funeral is one of uh, the uh, old school death metal album i love that uh, and that was one of my uh, biggest influence in uh, in my music history uh then changing uh, the type of I'm, I'm sorry to stop you i'm sorry could you say it again what was the old school album autopsy mental funeral autopsy mental got it okay great album sorry yeah. it is absolutely amazing album uh then uh coming from europe is a nasum shift is a grand core album yeah yeah i love i love all album from nasum is one of the for me is the biggest story i i love napal death i love a lot of uh, other grand cores but for me nasum are the best absolutely in history music and shift is the biggest album for from, in my mind Oh, for uh, Death Metal, I absolutely love uh, um, Obscene Majesty from The Varmint. Okay, <laughs> I know. Uh, and uh, first album from Six Feet Under, Haunted. That were old, old school, old school. And uh, if I have to put my uh, personal idea, uh, is not... Uh, death metal, I understand, but is a very good album. Is Last Dark Funeral, last <laughs> album from Dark Funeral. I, I'm a big, Apocalypse I, is amazing. I'm a big Dark Funeral uh, fan. I'm, we're, we're, we've been talking on the podcast here the last few episodes. They're coming to New York uh, this May. They're touring with Cattle Decapitation in the United States, and I think that they they were just touring Europe with Cannibal Corpse. Man, Dark Funeral, a great band live. Yes, absolutely. But for me, uh, this is good new album but my favorite is the secret of the black arts absolutely mm-hmm. grimy frozen black metal atmosphere for one of uh, the masterpiece in black metal definitely man yeah i I, lo- I love that we're bringing up suffocation and dark funeral man you guys are like right right in the backyard of this <laughs> podcast talking about these bands um and igor igor i'm not gonna let you off the hook man did, did you do you have anything within the last few years that you might have come up with uh, yeah, maybe I can uh, tell something about Revocation Band. I really like all the last uh, albums. Re- Revocation. Revocation? Revocation, yes. Yeah, re- uh, revo- Revocation. Yeah, Revocation from um, Massachusetts. 
uh, Dave Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and, and especially, they, I feel like their last few albums, they've been getting more and more death metal, you know? Yeah, because they maybe they not so not so heavy like a death metal, but uh, they make playing on the on the age of death metal and thrash metal, and uh, uh, I like they mix, and uh, I really like uh, guitar parts and solos of uh, guitarists, and uh, they're really amazing. I, I really like this band a lot. Good choice, man. I we uh, a long time ago I was able to interview Dave Davidson, um, and I've met um, uh, other members of the band over the years. Very nice guys, uh, uh, cool guys, and they're and they're a very good live band too. Really talented. Revocation. Um, yeah. I'd li I'd like to reach out and get get them back on the show. So. Uh, guys, you've been very generous with your time today. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, and before we go, I always give you the opportunity to say anything you'd like to your to your fans and to listeners of the show. For you guys, I would just want to add, um, if listeners heard about how you guys are playing shows uh, and, and using the money to support your military and that sort of thing. If the listeners want to know more about what's going on in your country and try to support somehow, maybe you guys could give some outlets for that. No. Igor? Like... Uh, I just <laughs> Uh, okay, I don't want to say. I just, I, I just want. Okay, who was who was first? I I, I I'm sorry, guys. Come on, Igor. Come on, come on, давай, давай. Без проблем. I just want to thanks uh, all brutal fans from all over the, all over the world who supported uh, us who. Uh, don't uh, stay aside. Uh, ju just want to thank you because uh, sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes I don't know. I feel like that I don't deserve that uh, huge respect. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I just wish to be more. Uh, professional, more successfully, like a musician, like a drummer, and give to the fans what they want. Of course, uh, when, uh, if we just looking back uh, on from from the last months when we were on tour in Europe, uh, I feel that a huge uh, how to say. Support, 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 yeah, yeah, thanks again. Uh, support from, from fans about Ukraine, as they uh, just uh, say uh, the uh, words of uh, supporting and uh, uh, donating. Uh, don they, mm, I don't know, just. I feel that uh, it's make us stronger and believe in uh, in the best future for us. Uh, thank you. Just 
because without the fan base, our music was nothing. We do that because we love uh, to do that. And of course, because the fans like it. So just thank you and <laughs> that's all. Fair, fair enough, man. Support the band uh, and uh, buy the merch, buy the albums. Um, and, and if you guys uh, see Flesh Gore coming to a town near you, then go out to the show. Um, I, I really appreciate your guys' time. And I'll just give you the chance now. Any any parting words um, for Flesh Gore fans and listeners of my podcast? Uh, any you know, uh, parting words? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to say one, one thing that is, uh, I believe, important for uh, uh, my personal concept about music and uh, about my lyrics in Flesh Gore. To our fans, please do a step forward. Don't just listen and read lyrics, just think about lyrics. Because uh, uh, we are in a, a situation in world that need to be changed. We described a lot of bad situation, a lot of bloody situation in our lyrics. And uh, we have to do something for change this. We can stay uh, with open, ma- op- 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 open mouth and waiting that something will change. We must be the change. And this must be in every day. And uh, uh, in ours, uh, I know a lot of people that uh, is uh, doing something, for example, one, one example, I don't want to go in a, uh in the topic of war but uh uh you know is the main topic for us because uh, support support ukraine is important for us and uh, from one little little start we can start moving and maybe make a better world for everybody i also uh, wish to uh say if i don't know if we really have a lot of fans on in the united states i hope uh sometime uh, next future close future i don't know but wish to make some gigs in the united states and uh, feel uh, that roots of this metal what we going for because uh, my heart my death metal influence it's from the states from goals like i feel myself like i i need to show uh, our um, part uh, our our culture our our as well as music culture to show wish to show that in in your cities for 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 your people i hope uh, the, the time will will come soon uh, as well, I want, wish to say hello our uh, uh, 
friends from the United States uh, went with we, we touring on the and no, so I, I mean internal bleeding, Micawber, uh voices of ruin. Uh, just say hello, guys, and uh, miss you. Uh, I wish to uh, see you soon again. Uh, Igor, your last words, please. I want to, just wanted to say thanks, a huge thanks to all our fans and uh, um, all people who listen our songs. Everybody who visited our um, last tour in Europe, and uh, everybody who buy merch and uh, support Ukraine. It's really important right now for us and for all, all Ukraine because we try to spend all profit from sales uh, to Ukrainian army, and uh, because. Uh, we must to do it, and uh, I don't see another another way. We need to win in this war. We we may uh, trying to do the best, just what 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 we can do. Every CD or T-shirt buying from the our band camp goes to the help our guys who fighting against yeah yeah i noticed you guys have uh you guys have t-shirts cassettes uh cds all on your band camp um and uh there, there's not much i i can say to that i just want to say thank you very much for taking the time it's been an honor to have you on our platform um especially in light of uh, uh the very serious situation you guys are, are part of right now so i really appreciate you taking the time today and and coming on the podcast i encourage the listeners to familiarize themselves with flesh gore and your music if they haven't the most recent album is carnival of flesh on extreme music from 2022 and we're going to keep our eyes on you guys for new stuff um thank you very much man uh, i really appreciate all of your time thank, thank you thank you Cheers, guys. I think we're good. I'm not hearing any background noise, man. Okay, good. All right, man. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout to uh, Ed, Igor, and Mikhail of Flesh Gore, legendary Ukrainian brutal death metal band. Um, I think we said it all just now. We hyped uh, um, all of their albums. Um, in particular, Carnival of Flesh, their full length from 2022 on extreme music. Please look that up. And that's what I was talking about, really. We got to the bottom of that, how um, internal bleeding and some bands more from our neck of the woods actually influenced them over there and all that sort of thing, man. So please support those guys. Um, but Terrell, you're still with me over here supporting the Heavy Hole Podcast as co-host, right? Yeah, bro. Always support. Total support from Indonesia. <laughs> Total support from Indonesia, man. Yeah. Uh, I got to get some of those. You know... 
I can only, I was talking with Rick about the shirt sizes. I've been doing a little hiking. I've been walking. I've been doing exercising. Haven't been pushing the limits. I'll admit it to myself. Um, but, like, I'm not ready to listen to the Rocky music yet. You know, I'm easing myself into that. But uh, what what we were talking about was the shirt sizes and all that sort of thing. I, I can only ponder what an Indonesian shirt size 4X Brutal Death Metal Long Sleeve would look like. That might fit. It would probably be tight on you, let alone me. Yeah, it's, it could be like a Euro yeah, a Euro size. Oh. I don't know. Like when uh, Ingrowing played here a couple of years ago, I bought one of their shirts. Mm. I bought a medium, and I was like, "Yo, this is sick." I put that on, and I felt like I was like a, a model or something. That thing was so tight. Yeah, <laughs> and at I, the time, I was smaller at the time too. I was yeah. I bought a size two X Dead Congregation shirt once um, when they when they were touring in the states. Great band. But that shirt was oh, yeah. actually could be used as lingerie for a cat. It was, it was like it was like a silky <laughs> material, and it was a tiny little shirt. I don't know what happened. It was just like like melted in my hands, like 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 exotic silk. Uh, but yeah, sometimes you got to watch these fabrics. I don't know. You like that? That's great. Maybe not for me. Um, speaking of which, uh, there's no accounting for taste, as they used to say, in Metal Maniacs magazine. You brought something to the table tonight. Um, let's get into it right now, man. Could you introduce it quickly? Because I do have a few thoughts. Okay. Yeah. So this recommendation is At The Gates, uh, their second album, With Fear, I Kiss The Burning Darkness. Uh, nice little emo title there. Yes. Um, yes. I picked this one because it's maybe my favorite At The Gates record, maybe tied with Terminal Spirit Disease. But uh, this one is cool because it's a great showcase of almost technical melodic death metal um this is when you still had the other guitarist alf svensson in the band who was also on the first album and a lot of his style is adding um like counterpoint and uh different melodies and stuff like that so it gives the album a lot more depth um Sometimes I wish bands copied this album instead of Slaughter of the Soul. <laughs> and I may have been stealing that quote from either Sam Sherrick or from Corey from Datas. One of those two guys said that because they're also fellow Alf Svensson fans. Mm. Um, another reason I brought this up too is um, I was trying to channel a little bit this album or this mentality with the Reeking Aura um, guitar lines. So, you know me, I don't really play flashy leads or anything like that, but I'm always trying to add a little supporting line or a little counter melodies uh, within the riffs. So it's just kind of me biting this album a little bit. Always trying to work the angles. I see you. Um, yeah. There's blasts too. Hold on. Like, At the Gates with Blasts, you don't get any blasts past this album for the record. So Yeah, yeah. I You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be upfront about it. I was never a big At the Gates fan. Fan. I also never gave them like a huge chance. Like, here's the thing. By the time, like, I was listening to more Western brutal death metal. My understanding of Swedish death metal was like Dismember, Entombed, early stuff. Um, but I was more gore grind and brutal death metal. Like when I was a teenager in the late '90s, and I just I I didn't check this stuff out as much as I should have. And then I always ended up associating them with like Zeo. And like all these hardcore bands or something. Yep. So like it was an interesting listen today to go back and check this out on your recommendation. And I'm glad I did, man, because I kind of get it now. I, I can appreciate uh, some of the, like the, the 
the the interesting songwriting choices, the technicality, the 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 different kind of like rhythmic backdrops they put on the on the certain riffs. Like it's not there's not a, it's it's not just a straightforward skank one two like a lot of you know your your old classic Swedish death metal albums. Like there's a lot of interesting yep. rhythmic stuff too to go with the riffs. It's it's a it's a great album. The vocal style too. It, what's interesting about this is I always knew it influenced so many of these screechy hardcore bands, but. They themselves were employing that vocal style in like a metal way when they were doing it as a, you know, it, like it's, it's just interesting to go back and listen after 20, 25 or 30 years of them influencing hardcore and metalcore bands. Um, whether you like it or not, they did influence a lot of that scene in their own way uh, to like go back and listen to this in the context of this was, this is what they were doing in their death metal scene. You know what I mean? So I definitely had to like, uh, you know, sometimes it's like you're hard to listen to something objectively. Like you want to just listen to it objectively for what it is and kind of maybe like uh, appreciate it. Think about what, what time it came out, how, you know, how this was a little bit earlier on in their career and that sort of thing. It's hard not to bring all that ba- baggage into the picture with a band like At The Gates. And I've always grouped them in my mind. This is just my own mental thing. I always grouped them in my mind with In Flames. <laughs> And it's kind of, oh, no. <laughs> and it's almost like they were the the. I hate to say this this way. It's almost like they were the not cool kids table in the lunchroom of Swedish death metal of my imagination. And I was over here listening to like crematory and dismember and and entombed and like I and I hate to say that because there is great material from those mm-hmm. bands, but also you got to admit a little bit later on in their discography they lost me, and you might understand why. You know. Yeah, they were the not cool emo kids, but. They would probably still take in planes lunch money, because that's my your perspective on at the gates is my perspective on in flames and sorry to the in flames fans, <laughs> but I did manage to find like one album that kind of channels some of the at the gates, but then it always just kind of veers off into like something else. So, um, if you check out this album, these first two or three albums without the gates is heavier. Um, you even commented on the drum beats. Like you could say the album Slaughter of the Soul is more focused, but there's literally like only three different drum beats on that album. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard not to listen to, you know, bands like this without thinking about um, that whole second wave of metalcore, um, pedal point riffing. You know, as Blood Runs Black, every single melodic metalcore band of like the late '90s and mid 2000s. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad you definitely still gave it a chance, you know? No, definitely an interesting album to go back and listen to. And a, like a, a historic album that probably bears just as much influence as Slaughter the Soul. Slaughter the Soul gets all the credit. This album, I think, maybe gets a little bit tossed by the wayside. You know, I so... And it's probably just as influential because any of those bands that were listening to Slaughter the Soul most likely checked out the, the other album. So, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll just leave it at that, man. Let me uh, parting thoughts. It's the hipster pick. Come on, <laughs> All right. Tom, take us into Bushwick.
and we're and we're back. Um, thank you for bringing that pick, man. Um, shout out to all the hipsters out there, man. We love you too. Um, a lot, of, you know. There's like this. Well, I was, you know, I was gonna say what's like the hipster indie rock to into death metal scene like gradient look Ooh. like, but <laughs> in my, if we go back Do in my generation, if we go back <laughs> in my generation, it would just be like, what's the weirdo grunge kid gradient into brutal death metal? Like, like the mid '90s was a weird time too, man. So I'm not gonna judge any of the younger crowd, man. Um, but I do have a. Uh, super elite cult pick that uh, no one, no one would ever guess. Um, six, six, six. Yeah, I, uh, uh, Terrell, remember? I, I just, sorry, just for the listeners, we're gonna totally cornball this one. Uh, do you remember what I told you to say? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see if I remember. Oh, where'd you find this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to <laughs> essentially dig. that's what I had. It's I had a great to, find. I had to dig real yeah. deep in my archive. No, um, this to be perfectly honest, I and this is actually this, this is actually the subtle. This is actually the the, the humble flex. Um, like our friend who always who's always hyping up his vocals on social media for his his one man project. This is the humble flex. Uh, uh, shout, yeah, <laughs> shout out. yeah, shout out, shout out. Um, I typed death metal demo or something into like youtube and my algorithm was just like oh here here you go will like we know you and it, and it brought me uh, an underground death metal band from transylvania romania according to wow. our metal archives our source um they have been busy busy as all hell since 2022 years ago three years ago i guess now when they started i i shot you a link for a demo that they put out um that was which one was that man um they have, they have quite a few of them just go to their band camp they have a whole bunch of shit but um oh the terraria incarnata you know this they everything's in uh, their their native language over there in romania so um but they have a style Terrell. like if you listen to that yeah. you know, so i'm going to direct the listeners to check out their band camp uh their most recent work is repulsi postmortem uh, their full-length album from 2023 on uh, Cavernous Records. This is an. Uh, mm, this did it for me, man. I I had to I had to take a minute. This was like your time in death metal. There was a time in death metal where death metal didn't necessarily mean fast in tempo. You know oh, what that's I mean? For sure. Like it didn't always mean that there was a blast beat somewhere, like as a, as a matter of you know grading it, you know, or something like 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 this. This is just your old school. Ah, uh, if you know like uh, Judeca, or you know, I don't know, maybe Asphyx, and just like I just just reminded me of some real. Mm, they do an Asphyx cover on the album. That's why it kind of got me thinking about Asphyx. <laughs> but but did they? This is. Uh, Maybe certain moments of of Chris Barnes era Cannibal Corpse where they where they got where where they kind of like treaded into that obituary territory, but the vocals were still sewage pipe. The vocals are really great on this. They're very Chris Barnes in his prime. Chris Barnes get me gets memed a lot, but I'll always love the uh, the original Chris Barnes Cannibal Corpse albums. Um, and you know, yeah, this is just the 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 main point I'm getting at here because I could ramble a lot with this one because it really struck a chord with me. 
these guys invoke atmosphere, classic brutal death metal atmosphere, and it kind of, it just, you know, sometimes something just like, it just picks that 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 little string of nostalgia in your mind. Uh, it just rings that little nostalgic bell. It just reminded me of some of the death metal that I heard when I was first getting into this stuff, you know, and like it was just scary in a way. It created a horrific atmosphere. This these guys they rarely break like a four four tempo and kind of a slow trotting pace, but they invoke so much atmosphere. Uh, and the guitars just go so many different places and stay within the realm of death metal. This like this is what death metal is about. Uh, you know, if you like autopsy and um, uh, you know, if you like death metal at its rawest and creepiest and slowest, I wouldn't. That here's the thing too. I thought about this. I wouldn't say this is death doom or doom metal. It's doomy. There's doom yeah, parts, but doom it's, it's not doom metal. This is like slow death metal. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's always death metal. It's not it's not majestic. It's ugly and it's creepy. It's it sounds like it's dark out. You know what I mean? It sounds like you're in the woods and it's dark out. This is just creepy death metal. And of course, they had to be from Transylvania, Romania. Um, yeah, putrid with a with a e p u t r e d from Transylvania, Romania. I'm talking about their album Repulsi Postmortem on Cavernous Records, but you could really just check out this band's band camp or wherever you listen to music and check out P-U-T-R-E-D, Putrid, from uh, Transylvania, Romania. Um, it just really captivated me, man, and I'm not even trying to say that in some sort of like ironic, cliche, uh, you know, vamp- vampiric way, but they just invoke so much atmosphere. You know, great band. Kind of like if... Uh, if Cannibal Corpse was trying to was trying to be uh, like uh, Morpheus Descends, maybe I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense, dude. Yeah. Um, I, so I yeah I went on and on. I'm sorry. Like, did you take over? No, no, that was all well said, and I didn't even think of Chris Barnes at the time, but now I hear it. It's definitely reminiscent of the the more throaty vocals um, from him. But when I heard it, I thought of two things, two main things. I'll go with the vocals. So I thought of Rotravor. Yeah. And then yeah. I had to like make sure to see if I was bugging. And I listened to Rotravor after and I was like, okay, there is a, a lot of similarity with the vocal style. That like deep throaty guttural style. Another Not good, super distorted, yeah. but like, you know, dark, you know, cavernous. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing was um alcohol. Um <laughs> and specifically like it it sounds like a Friday night band like you're at you're at the bar and you're drinking and you're having fun this is a heavy band you want to listen to you you have like the communal headbanging going on that's kind of what it, the vibe that it gave me because of those temples right it's just like sitting in a groove and it's just dirty yeah and, um, it's sick but like you said too it's not doom it's doomy and i also wrote down morpheus descends because they have those like little melodies that kind of pop creep in and out with the uh the guttural style in the background so we definitely uh we were definitely coming from from similar angles with that one and to prove that i wasn't bullshit i wrote it on the notes you can pretend like you saw that (laughs) yeah um 
yeah, dude, this is just like a love letter to 4-4 death metal. You know what I mean? Like four on the floor, yep. <laughs> slow paced. But you it, see what I'm saying? But it like, moves. It, yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't it stay moves. in one place. It just keeps going. Like, it, you know, they, 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 uh, and for all the, yeah. for maybe for the younger listeners, for the listeners, not even like me, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as young as the younger listeners, but I love a lot of that maggot stomp. Uh, stuff. I love a lot of this new wave of brutal death metal stuff that's going on nowadays. New wave of old school death metal stuff. Um, this is a band that really nails it. You know, if you if you're coming from a more hardcore perspective, if you're coming from a more nod your head to the riff perspective, if you're coming from a more tear it down, strip it down. I don't need the tech. Uh, you know, trigger drums thing. Um, this is a treat right here so i'm just gonna leave it at that because i could rant this is something i could ramble about like 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 um a lot of things i bring in man that i love so much so terrell any closing thoughts before i tell tom to bring it in i don't know dude sick like you said amish of four four and that's why i said alcohol just chill enjoy this you can always rock to this yeah you tread yeah, you could always rock to. You could work out to this, I believe too. This is, you know, it's all right. We'll, we'll you could lift weights to this, I believe. But we'll leave it at that. Shout out to Sam, Sam Sherrick and uh, uh, Mark Valentino out there, and 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 also my man Tom, uh, for the the producer of this podcast, Tom, also out there uh, lifting steadily. Uh, Tom, bring in a little bit of that old putrid, um, P U T R E D, uh, uh, from their um, latest album that we were just talking about. That you said. Um, yeah, so that was beautiful stuff. I hope the listeners are on the same page as us right now, and I hope they're on the same page as us, uh, as I am in my notebook right now, where I wrote down some upcoming events. Um, Terrell, I don't know if you have any that you want to add to this, but I'm going to get us started off with, like we said at the top, if you're listening to this the day it drops, you still have time, if you're brave enough, to tread into Amityville, New York. Home of the famed Amityville Horror House. They made so many movies about it and wrote so many books about it and embellished a lot of it, but that's between, that's neither here or there. I wonder if Mortician, Mortician had to have sampled one of those Amityville movies by now. They must, and they're going to have to play that song. We'll, we'll do some research. All right, all right. We're going we're gonna to hit the books. We'll get, it, we'll get on it. But we have Mortician, Afterbirth, Thetis, and Bowel Erosion. The whole crew is supporting Mortician tonight. Um, March the 3rd at Amityville Music Hall. It's going to be a blessed event. We love it. Um, moving past that, if you are if you're, if you slept in, if you missed that, uh, you could still catch. I'm going to be there. Um, other members of the Heavy Hole Podcast team are going to be there joining John Lambert of Noise Dosage Media um, as he screens Between Exaltation and Aggression, an underground extreme death metal documentary film at the St. Vitus Bar in Brooklyn, New York. Um, that is a, uh, death metal documentary. It's very long and there's going to be an intermission where, uh, we conduct a Q and a 
uh, in an interview, an audience participation Q&A with John McKenty of Incantation, Zach of um, Imperial Triumphant is going to be there. Uh, looking very looking forward to that. I'm going to be there kind of trying to mediate and just hold it down a little bit for Heavy Hole Podcast. People want to shoot me a couple of questions. You could do that if you feel like it. Uh, admission is 20 bucks. All the money goes to charity feeding people in um, uh, the local area there in uh, New York City. Um, you be the uh, celebrity referee. Yeah, 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 like celebrity death match. I'm going to be that old guy. Um uh so we're going to be doing that. Uh we got, what 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 else we got here, man? Afterbirth, I'm looking at my little personal notebook here. Afterbirth recording the album in April, I can tell you that much. Uh the 23rd of April on a Sunday at 6:30 p.m. we got a show at Amityville Music Hall, Exsanguinated. It's going to be there Not One Truth, Malbosia, several other bands. Going to be a beautiful hardcore and death metal event at Amityville Music Hall on a Sunday kicking it off early. Um the 29th of April, I'm going to be right back. I might not even leave. I might camp out for a few days cuz Reeking Aura is going to be back there. Terrell, you're going to be joining me with Reeking Aura. We're going to be supporting Tombstoner and Extinction AD at Amityville Music Hall. Looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, back in Amity. Always. Yeah. I don't know what's going to be scarier, the horror or the traffic. Uh, well, yeah, for you. For for me, Amityville Music Hall is always a relief because I don't have to drive out to Brooklyn or Jersey or somewhere, man. I, I feel bad for you guys, man. That's that's when I get to play home team. But, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough for you guys. I think that one's a Saturday, so you might catch yeah. a little break, hopefully. Um... Then we're going to be right back uh, um, at St. Vitus Bar. Uh, Reek, oh, oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, I, I, almost, I almost spilled the beans. Tom can even leave that in because I didn't say the whoa. date. And I didn't even say which band. All I'm going to say is that one of my bands is going to play St. Vitus Bar again in the future. No, that's the one with the guys, uh, the Staten Island guys. You are the band uh, I got with okay. you and the Staten, the Staten yeah, Island guys yeah, are coming yeah, by. Those guys. We're going to do a thing. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. All right? That's a little preview. Um, look for nycmetalscene.com. Matt will tell you about it eventually. Um, but moving forward, what else can I tell you about here? We got, uh, we can't say, we can't, we can't even talk about the thing with the other Long Island guys and the New Jersey guys, and we're going to the place. Uh, and nah, the other, yeah, we can't. we can't talk about the thing. Uh, we can't talk, to, talk about the thing with the old school Long Island guys. What, we're doing a it's thing. A lot with of the, Long Island. Yeah, we can't. We talk, <laughs> we, we're going to talk about some of these things, but I can't talk about that thing right now. Okay, so we got a lot coming up. We're booking shows with all of our bands. Uh, Terrell talked at the top about Thetis, what's going on with that, Reeking Oro, making plans, man. It's all happening. You can go to Heavy Hole Podcast, visit us on Patreon. We just put up a, uh, a Sal story. Rick's been telling these stories about Sal, and we just we, we, we edited them out from the public feed because it's a little too mean. We don't we don't want Sal's wife hearing about this stuff. And and um and we put it on the Patreon, so it's working out, man. He just told a story about Mortician. Apparently Sal met Mortician one time. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you'll probably say he was the first drummer for Mortician. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, his mom made lasagna, right? No, that was the other band, right? <laughs> he said he said he jammed with one of the suffocation guys one time. His mom made him made him lasagna. Yeah, Doug Cerrito. He's yeah. like he played in my kitchen. Yeah, he played. He, he played. I, I showed him how to play effigy. I, he played drums in my kitchen while my mom made lasagna <laughs> when we were twelve years old. I wrote. I wrote, I wrote human remains. No, no, listen. I wrote human remains first album in my mom's kitchen. I used lasagna. I used lasagna spoons. No, uh, I think that's all the shows we got, man. Visit us on social media. Check out Thetis. Um, you guys dropped your first album. What, what was that? The little maggot stomp joint there. Yeah, yeah, that's all sold out. You can't get vinyl or tapes and none of that shit. Look on Discogs, pay a couple hundred bucks, man. You slacked yeah. on it. You missed out, man. I'm so I'm just I'm being facetious here. I'm a I'm a beer in here. Um, uh, can people get that? Do people do people want to look out for you guys anyway with that? Yeah, I mean, come 
come check us in Amityville. Uh, I'll give you oh, a shit. copy under Discogs price. I promise. All right, that sounded aggressive. Come check us in Amityville. But all right, man. Yeah, you, you, if you said come check us in Amityville in the '90s on Long Island, it meant something different. But um, uh, pushing past that, man. Check out check us out on the social medias. Heavy Hole Podcast. Um, Big thanks to our special guest tonight, man. We appreciate the guys from Flesh Gore checking in. Uh, I, as I beat to death during the interview, I want you to check all of their releases out. I want you to support those guys and buy some merch from them, um, and especially their latest release, man. Re- Carnival of Flesh, really interesting, uh, death, brutal death metal release with kind of an organic feel and a... Uh, 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 kind of a hometown feeling for a Long Island guy like myself, man. So um, that's all I'll say about that, man. And thank you to you, Terrell, for being my co-host tonight, man. I appreciate you being the designated driver. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, of course, man. I, 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 Dude, when it comes to co-hosts, man, I got you, I got Rick, I got Sam's coming through in the mix for another one. soon. Every t- and every once in a while, Tom's got to, like, reel me in. He's got to bring me in like an undercover agent, you know, like, tell, tell me what's going on, this and that, man. Sometimes you got, like, there might be a leak somewhere. I can't speak to this one, that. If you want to, you know, but tune in next time if you, find, if you want to find out which one is that one. All right. I left him in suspense like it's a spy movie.